Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you You'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, could I start the episode with a bit of a joke? You can, Paul, but I hope it's funny. So, uh, this guy walks into a doctor's office, yeah? Mm. And the doctor says, you know, what's the problem? What's wrong? And the guy says, well, I, uh, I don't quite know how to say this, but I have, um, I have five penises. And the doctor says, uh, wow, how do your trousers fit? And the guy says, like a glove. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's ridiculous. Brilliant. I thought I'd give it a <laughs> Did you make that up? A shot? Do you... No, I didn't make that up. Do you have any I literally had to Google bad dad jokes. Do you have any um No. Do you have any any jokes for us this episode? No? No. I just I I believe in high quality jokes. Whenever the phrase dad joke gets uttered, you f- I can hear you shit me through the microphone. Stupid. Yeah, it's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway. Uh I, I had a whole bunch of um Stories recommended for this Loose Ends from listeners, but frankly, everybody, we've been sort of consumed by the riots going on over in France because, as you know, um, a 17-year-old was um, killed in his car by police. He was shot dead during a traffic stop. And the riots have been a result of that, and France obviously has a lot of... Uh, it is a long, proud history of rioting at a moment's notice, uh, which I think is largely a... Um, yeah, kind of a useful impulse to have sometimes but dad could you talk us through exactly what's going on over in france right now because it's been going on for uh, a little bit actually like all things in life it's extremely complicated there will be many varying viewpoints obviously but it stems from a traffic stop routine motor vehicle stop they happen Mm -hmm. all over the world i mean in Sydney today, there will probably be, uh, let me think, routine traffic stop. There'll probably be a thousand of them in Sydney today. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sounds like a big number, but if you break it down to how many police are actually on the road, particularly highway patrol, our police, like the French police, are, are armed, um, unlike the British police. So I think it's got a little bit to do with the relationship between the people and the police. But I've been doing a bit of research on this particular story and it's fascinating because there are very, you know, they have the right to strike. Paul, I've been in France where they've had 5,000 tractors from the country 
you know, mm-hmm. the farmers coming into the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's indescribable. I've seen street protests in Paris, uh, you know, up front and personal. Mm. So they have that very strong right to, to free speech, to public association, to demonstrate. But, Paul and listeners, this is a little, little known fact that I feel as though it may well have been very much deeply buried in the story. And that is that the police union also are militant, as they are entitled to be. So you've got farmers, you've got all the different, you know, public servants, you've got, you've got groups within society, and they all have a right to, to protest, to make demands on the state. And I discovered that the French police, who themselves have a fairly strong, dare I say, militant union have been protesting over the last few years about the lack of power that they had in relation to motor vehicle stops. And the government gave them some new and extraordinary powers in the last few years. One of those powers is to stop a motor vehicle, which is a universal power I imagine, by most police forces throughout the world. But they gave them the power to use deadly force if they believed that the vehicle would endanger the officer concerned, or officers, or members of the public. So, and the thing about, I can't speak for the French police, but as a general rule with policing, when you take your firearm out, is that you shoot for the largest body mass, which is the chest. Center mass, yeah. yeah. With the object of killing that person. So this particular 17-year-old, who's Algerian slash Moroccan background, um, the name of Nahel Merzouk, he was involved in a motor vehicle stop. Now, we don't know all the circumstances as to why this incident happened. If you are of North African background in France, you are 19 times more likely to be pulled over by the police. Mm -hmm. You can extrapolate all sorts of statistical analysis and information just from that very point because you can use statistics to back up either side of the argument. Can I read you something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is from a um, this is from a piece in The Guardian. The death of the teenager identified as Nahel M was the third fatal shooting by police during traffic stops in France in 2023. There were a record 13 such shootings last year, three in 2021 and two in 2020. Most of the victims since 2017 have been of black or Arab origin, reinforcing claims by rights groups of systemic racism within French law enforcement agencies. 
Beyond an institutional racism common in many police forces, French policing has a tendency to violence that has been highlighted by groups including Amnesty, Human Rights Watch, and the Council of Europe. Police truncheons, tear gas grenades, rubber bullets, and larger flashballs have inflicted extensive physical injuries during demonstrations. Long a taboo subject, French policing, seen by many critics as instinctively repressive and favoring disproportionate force, has become a major political issue particularly during the Gillette Jean protests of 2018 and 19, in which an estimated 2,500 protesters were injured, several of whom lost eyes or limbs. Um, so, look. Look, it's French a shitty police, job, mate. It's, it's I know, a I'm not saying it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not, but no, obviously no, no. one of the interesting things about, and I've been talking with a few friends about this, Dad, and that is that uh, in Australia, sometimes there are routine injustices or human rights violations or things like the Manus Island stuff that's going on, or asylum seeker issues, or environmental issues. And the populace tends to, by and large, just sort of sit back and go, well, you know, it sucks, but what are we going to do? Whereas in France, they have the exact opposite reaction. They, they literally march onto the streets. When Tegan and I were there uh, on our first holiday, there was a uh, massive taxi driver strike protesting against Ubers. And at one point during our trip, there was a news report of a bunch of taxi drivers who called an Uber to a fake address for a pickup and then pulled the guy out of the car, beat the shit out of him, flipped the car and set it on fire. Now, I'm not saying that's the correct response. It's not a proportionate response, but they have a... It's like an immune system that reacts to a toxin very strongly, right? Like the French reject stuff that they don't want. They let people know in a very visceral way but when you look at statistics like that it's kind of hard not to get a little angry right Mm. well paul i mean i've had some people talk about this particular incident over the last few days yep and uh, let me think i'm just sort of trying to you know i don't like to oversimplify things but um Let's just say that at least 50% of the people that I've discussed this matter with have said very, very simply, uh, yes, but this wouldn't have happened if the guy stopped. And that, too, is a fair point. And from a policeman's pers- police, police perspective, I come back to that age-old point in relation to policing, and that is that the police officer very, very quickly, in a very short period of time, has to process uh, the offender, the in inverted commas, not stopping. And then the big question, of course, that should be on everyone's lips is why? Why are they not stopping? Have they just committed a felony? Have they got someone they've just kidnapped in the back of the car? People might go, or two days ago in Sydney... The police did a routine traffic stop. They ended up getting a massive drug haul plus $300,000 in cash in the car. Now, that's just a... You know, some of the the biggest and probably best arrests in Australia have come from routine traffic stops. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, you've, yeah, there's quite a few uh, in Electric Blue and Loose Units where you pull somebody over and then you search the car and you find fucking ninja stars or you find a hostage or, you know, mm. it is a... Because, uh, yeah, and traffic stuff do lead to a... They yeah. do. And, Paul, the, the problem, if we can sort of, sort of corral this particular incident in terms of it's... Look, we need to sort of look, try and put everything... I know that police, I know that police, probably all police, most police, do profile people. That's not just a racial profile. That is a profile based on the demeanour, the way they're dressed, the time of the day, time of night, the suburb. Are they out of... Are they out of character is this person does this person fit into this picture that's policing now the one problem that i have with this particular case is that and might i say that the french government who've copped a lot of flack from the european union have doubled down and said we don't have a problem we're not taking away any powers from the police and i guess at the end of the day if you're a police officer and a member of civil society, one may then say to oneself, but what happens if people don't stop and the police don't do anything? That's a very dangerous situation because you're giving... But then you've got... Yeah, you are also... I mean, the problem is... Not that I think France is going to go this way, but in the US they have militarised the police to the point where the police are, like... They have fucking tanks, and when you you know when when you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. I think the problem here is that I, I just want you to know that I'm not and listeners, I'm not actually saying the rioters are 100 percent correct. Um, there's a great quote here from uh, somebody who lives in the area, um, mm. 
I'll read it now. This is from another, a different piece. It's a form of self-mutilation, said Laurent Seventy, a retired scientific researcher who has lived in Montreux for 15 years. There are two forces at play, the understandable anger at police violence and the wish to destroy and steal, but who benefits from all this in the end? It says here, for many living in areas hit by the latest wave of violence where local buses and trams used by local people to get to work have been set alight, neighbors' cars torched, community facilities vandalized, and low-cost shops looted, there is a sense, once again, that protesters are burning their own house down in a frenzy of self-destruction. Mm. Now, when we were talking um, a couple of loose ends ago about the, uh, the submarine, right? Um, the Titanic submarine, and... I noticed a lot of people online making jokes about the billionaires dying. And a friend of mine who is an academic said, it's not that they're mocking the deaths of the billionaires. What the joke is, is it is the, it is the end point of a, of a buildup of uh, mistreatment or sidelining or economic downfall. And, and the billionaires going in a submarine to a gravesite is like, it's like the, canary in the coal mine it's not that it's not that it's those people they're laughing at it is you have to look at the context in which they are waking up seeing the story and reacting in a certain way right so when you look at the traffic stop it's not necessarily that this traffic stop was racially motivated because we don't know that it's that it happened in a specific climate at a specific time in a specific area and the optics were bad enough to trigger a response that was the end result of a life spent under certain circumstances am i, am I making sense it's mm. not that it's not that, that this one act was so specifically heinous. It wasn't like a Rodney King moment where it was irrefutable. It was part of a tapestry uh, in which people, there, there was just enough pressure built up, right? Mm. Am I, am I, does yeah. this make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. But, and it's, okay, um, so, yeah. I, look, I think, um, I mean, I, I love Paris. I think it's a beautiful city, but magical place. But magical. I think, you know, people that fly into Sydney from overseas, mm. They, if they go to the Botanic Gardens and they walk from the quay around to the Sydney Opera House, they look over to the Harbour Bridge, they look at the, the dazzling, shimmering blue harbour, they pick up that beautiful afternoon sea breeze from the northeast, mm-hmm. and it's just that right temperature. Everything in life is great, they're on holidays, they're not thinking about their shitty jobs back home. And that's an immersive experience that makes one feel that this is a, a beautiful city. However, go to some of the other suburbs in Sydney and it's shitty. And those shitty suburbs are in every city. So when I go to London to visit Anne and I stay in a great sort of inner city area... And I'm thinking to myself, wow, London is awesome. I mean, it depends on where you go and what you experience. Imagine you go to New York for the first time and you get mugged. Then you come back home and you're thinking to yourself, that wasn't the best holiday. And Mm -hmm. we tend to sort of focus on the positive or the negative. It's the classic story of Anne's dear friends. They came to Australia, they hopped on a ferry, they turned left on the ferry and they went to a particular area in Sydney and they thought, this is, this is shit. And then they were about to leave the country. They decided that it wasn't for them some months later and they inadvertently hopped on a ferry and went in the opposite direction and ended up in another place and thought, 
oh dear, we just did not know paradise existed on this level. And they consequently have ended up staying in Australia, bought real estate. And that's sort of based on, you know, where, where they, what they saw. And, you know, for me, Paris is just the most, I, I love Paris. I love walking the streets, but I've only really been sort of in the inner city where all the great monuments are and the river and I guess it's all about perception, Paul, isn't it? So some of these yeah. places that they talk about, these areas are just, you know, they 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 sound pretty heavy and and I think that this, what's happened in the last week, in fact, I, I'd go so far as to say it's going to happen again. And, and it makes policing, as I've, I often say this to the listeners, it makes policing that little bit more difficult for probably most of the police that actually do care in that it can slow their reaction time down, which is a problem. I don't know whether it's actually analysed within police forces, but there's that response to a particular incident and you may delay your... Which could be a good thing too. I mean, there are pluses and minuses, but oh, honestly, if I had if I had the opportunity in an exchange program to go and be a police officer in Paris, I, I don't know whether I would. I mean, I've seen those, mm. just the general duties police in Paris, and they carry machine guns. You've seen them, Paul. They walk the streets, and they're holding mighty... If that happened in Australia, people would just go, this is just... I don't think we'd, we'd, we'd cop it. Um, we were um, we were staying up on Rue Lamarck in uh, up near the Sacre Coeur, and we came out of our apartment one day, and there were police with uh, machine guns, hmm. just like having a coffee break. I mean, machine hmm. guns. Now, granted, hmm. of course, at that point, you are when you're in Europe, you're a lot closer to regular acts of domestic terrorism. Things are a lot more complicated. Hmm. Uh, it was still scary. It was still super, super scary. Hmm. Um, Someone said to me the other day, do you know why traffic lights work? And I said, no. And they go, because we all agree to do mm. what they say. Yeah. The second people, like the facade of civility is a very delicate, delicate thing. Mm. And it could tip either way. And I really hope that Paris course corrects the France, sorry, the France course corrects and kind of figures itself out. Um, it's a really, really, very delicate time in history. And like I said, tension, the buildup of tension is very high. And sometimes the end result is explosive like it is here. And hopefully uh, no more people get hurt. Uh, Daddy, are you sure you don't have any kind of jokes to take us out on the episode to just inject a little bit of levity into the proceedings? Um, there was nothing else that any listeners wanted to chat about. I suppose I could mention that uh, my mum, your grandmother is going home tomorrow. Excellent. So she's excellent. She's brilliant. And Anne is leaving Greece, leaving Athens. Um, she's had a yeah. wonderful time there. And she kept talking to me about, she kept saying she wants to uh, uh, get a place over there. And I went, you know what? If you want to have a house in Greece that I can visit whenever I want, that I think I think I can deal with that particular burden. Frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, any listeners' questions, Paul? Honestly, all the listeners' questions are to do with extremely traumatic stories, okay, which we cool. should probably save until next week. But um, we're going to be back next week with, oh, gosh, okay, this is a good time to announce this. So 
During the Kellett case, we were talking a lot about what happens when you rock up to a campsite and it looks like people have just left. Yeah, and you made a very astute comparison. You said it must have been like rocking up to the Mary Celeste where the tables were set and looked like people had just been there, but everyone was gone. So next week on Tuesday, we kick off our multi-part look at the Mary Celeste. This is something I've wanted to do for quite a while. It is a very, very odd story. If you haven't heard much about it before, don't look it up. Save it for the show. But we're going to be back on Tuesday with a super mysterious and frankly creepy ocean-based mystery in the uh, the Mary Celeste, the story of the Mary Celeste. So have a great weekend, everybody. Take care of each other. And we will see you next week for a super spooky installment of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. See you then. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.